It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. Welcome in to a special edition of the Take Talk Podcast. I am your host, Brett Whitefield, with Christopher Wecht. We are down in Mobile, Alabama for the Senior Bowl. And today was the first day of practices. So we are bringing you a special edition, and we're going to recap practice very quickly. Chris, what's going on, man? Just We just got back from Senior Bowl practice. It was, uh, it was a little bit sunny out there, a little bit Woo! of a hot one. Turned it turned it was supposed to be cloudy all day, but good day of football practice nonetheless. Was it not the most opposite weather from what we got last year? Yeah, exactly. It was uh, cold and usually rainy last year. Cold so. and rainy. So naturally, I packed mostly pants, multiple hoodies, no sunscreen, no sunglasses, a raincoat. And today I was out there in shorts and a t-shirt getting absolutely fried. My whole head is sunburnt. I know the fans don't get to see me very often, but I am bald, you know, so the scalp is nice and crisp. I'm feeling a little saucy right now. Um, And my eyes feel burnt from staring into the sun all day. This is what we go through to bring you this incredible content. In practice, guys, in practice starts at 11 a.m. And we left the facility at 4. So, I mean, that's, what, five straight hours. Nice five-hour cook in the oven. Yeah, five-hour cook of, of practices taking in. All of the the reps out there so we can bring you some good takes. So with that said, let's get into what actually happened today. So there's a couple things going on at one time. You have the the first practice, first practice for each team, both the American and national team, as well as all of the measurements getting released to the public. So all the height, the weight, the arm length, the hand size, all of that stuff. So naturally, you can start to formulate some takes based on that. For example, I have Nathaniel Dell, the wide receiver out of Houston, who I had ranked as my number one receiver coming into the weekend. Or sorry, week. Number one senior bowl receiver, that is not, you know, in general. But he measured in at 5'8", 163 pounds, Chris, and I can't reasonably have him as my number one guy at the end of the week because it's just – it's one of those things where I'm not going to play the outlier game. Yeah, the these short – uh, small, very quick receivers. They do very well in these practices. There's a lot of space. There's not. There, there's. They've got plenty of room to do do their damage against in one on one drills, seven yep. on sevens, eleven on elevens. Even uh, they've got. They, they always look great. Um, and it's just you just have to put it in perspective with what this could really mean for them in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, last year we saw Calvin Austin who. Looks Similar awesome. frame. Yeah, I think he might be five nine right. and a little thicker. He's a pretty ripped dude. But these these speed really small speed receivers, there's not anybody here capable of stopping them one on one. That's mostly what you're getting is one on one drills. I mean, these drills are designed for defenses to lose as is, and then you drop a guy in there who just floats when he runs. It's you know, they, they always get a little bit inflated, I I would say, after senior bowl weekend. I'm not gonna make that mistake with Dell this year. Yeah, we you you know, he he can certainly have a role with the team, and yeah, is he ever? But he basically has a zero percent chance of being anything close to a wide receiver one for a team one day. Uh, Correct. He'll, he'll, he can have a role. He can do, make some explosive plays. He's still they're still explosive. They're still fast. Oh yeah, 
it's just they're just never going to be probably anything fantasy relevant or in anything more than you know wide receiver three four on a team one day and you know it, it just is yeah what it is. I mean the closest thing to him in the NFL right now is probably an Isaiah McKenzie type yeah two two out well two two out well well I'm thinking of guys who actually play uh, well, two, I guess two two two, 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 two play. played down the stretch. <laughs> Uh, but Caleb Raymond's probably the best example of a productive five foot seven, hundred and sixty pound yeah. guy right now. Yeah. He doesn't play too much like that, though. He, he no, he plays. plays yes, he's got a lot of heart. But the, you're looking. I mean, optimistic, optimistically, that's probably the role you're looking for with Dell. Is this carving out a role as like a, a special teams monster returner? You know, specialist gadget guy who, you know, if he de- develops enough rapport with a quarterback, he'll get on the field as a receiver too here and there. Um, and Caleb Raymond's been the Lions wide receiver for the last two years, and he's been very productive doing so. So it's not like these guys aren't valuable, but they're just for fantasy purposes, especially, which I know that's a lot of what you guys are coming to us for. I, I just don't see a guy like Dell being super fantasy relevant. Right. Yeah. So and that's unfortunate because the dude can fly. Yeah. But Let's just stick with the, the rest of the – so just a little background on kind of how senior bowl practices work. Wide receivers is probably the thing you can get the most from at these practices. Cause you yeah. see them in wide receiver cornerback or DB matchups one-on-one. You see them in seven on sevens, 11 on 11s. Um, tight ends are a little bit similar, but they do some other, you know, pass protection stuff and whatnot as, as well. They'll even get involved in the run right. blocking schemes right. too. Exactly. QBs, obviously, you, you know, you're watching them make a lot of throws, but it's in very pristine conditions. Um, and then running backs is definitely the hardest thing to gauge with. Um, but wide, so wide, so all that saying is wide receivers are by far the most interesting thing you'll see here, um, and have and can have the most takeaways. Um, so yeah, we were both pretty high on Dell coming into this. Um, Charlie Jones, the wide receiver from Purdue, was also a guy we were high on. He ended up dropping out of the Senior Bowl last minute. Um, so that leaves uh, kind of the door open for who might be the best wide receiver here at the Senior Bowl. Um, I know you're a big Rashi Rice fan. Why yeah. Don't you tell us about that. Yeah, I thought Rice looked awesome today. I mean, measurement-wise, I was a little not satisfied. I know SMU was listing him at like 6'2", 215 for the last two seasons. And what did he actually measure in? It's just over six foot, right? Yep, just over six. Just over six foot, like 200 pounds. So he's a little smaller than we thought. Now, that's plenty big, so I'm not I'm not super mad about it. He plays big too. He's a he's a you know phenomenal at the catch point kind of guy. Runs angry after the catch. Um, but where I could potentially see problem is when if you're thinking six three two fifteen, you're you're automatically assuming he's going to be stiff in some regard and not have you know the best footwork all the time because he's big. When you now shrink that guy down to six foot two hundred, the expectations for that change. And I don't see Rice having a ton of lateral quickness. And it doesn't show up in his release game. His release package seems to be pretty good. I know he wasn't pressed a lot in college, but we saw him get off press a few times today. And actually, he burnt a, a corner on two two different nine routes, and the, the quarterback just missed him both times. So he looked really good, but I am concerned with the measurements, just thinking, man, I'd like to see more lateral quickness. Because that six-foot range, you're looking at like an Amon Ross St. Brown type, Justin Jefferson is not much bigger than that. He's what six one, right? So the but these guys have pristine footwork, insanely quick feet, insane lateral quickness, and I just don't see that same lateral quickness with with Rashi. So that's my real only concern after a day of practice where I thought he was fantastic. Yeah, I was. Um, 
I was a little bit lower on him than you coming into here. Not in a not in any big way though. He was he was still inside my top five. Um, and I think yeah, I think he looked good. He he definitely got some separation. He QBs. We'll, we'll talk about them later, but they they could just not seem to give him a catchable ball when he was getting these separations. Yeah. So it makes it it makes his opportunities a little bit less flashy. Um, another guy that I was high on coming into here was Puka Nakua from BYU. Um, and was very surprised by his measurement. So he he came in at 6'1", 206, and I think we both said we were surprised that that was lighter than we thought he would be. Yeah. Um, and and we both kind of said, all right, he's going to really have to show it in his route running ability and whatnot because I when I watched him, I saw very much this guy that can make plays after the catch, uh, kind of a, like a Debo Samuel light in, in certain ways where he, you know, just guys would bounce off him, um, not at the level of Debo, but you could do stuff like that. And then when they come in the smaller weight, that's going to be much, much harder. And to our surprise, he was possibly, if not the best route runner of the day, he was certainly top two or three. I mean, as far as the first group goes, he was by far he the best. He was by far the best on the uh, national team, um, American team between Rice and – uh, Rice would probably be his main yeah. competition from the other side, but but yeah, so he 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 was making some pretty acrobatic catches. Um, yeah, that's where I was most impressed. Yeah, he was he was the, he was doing it all, all the stuff that we did, did not think he was necessarily going to be great at. The ball, well, I so I saw on tape some him winning some really good contested catches, but I didn't see a lot of the acrobatic stuff. Right, like he was making some some really good like high level body control type plays today, where just full like. He wins the rep clearly, but the ball's delivered poorly, and he still is able to get his, get himself in a position to make a catch on a poorly thrown ball. That type of skill is so invaluable. That's basically what Justin Jefferson does. I'm not complicating with Jefferson, but it is crazy. They're like identical in size, essentially, and the, this is how he was winning today. I mean, uh, it seemed like every time the ball was delivered, whether it was a poor throw or a good throw, he was coming away with it. Um, so I was really, I was just really impressed. He's more of the total package than I thought he was coming in. Um, now, granted, we, you and I went back and forth off air about him, and I actually ended up watching him a little bit more because you were so high on him. And I came away more impressed on my second watch. I added a few more games to the schedule and um, saw some things I hadn't seen before. That said, I you know I didn't really expect him to be able to impress me this week like he did today. So he's definitely a stock up to me. Um, with with Dell measuring in so light too, I would say Nakua and Rice are probably my easy one two right now. And after that, I don't think it's close. I think those are my clear two top guys, and then there's a battle for that next year for me. Yeah, that's that's fair. All right, I want to talk about these the Stanford wide receivers. Yes, yes, let's do it. We were so we were we you know we got to practice. The guys are just kind of out there warming up, not you know no no pads on or anything. And there was two guys hanging out with each other, and. The one guy we we actually we actually confused the two because Elijah H- uh, Higgins is a big guy. Yeah, like he he almost looks like he could play tight end and if you squint hard enough. Yes. Um, and there was this guy there working out. We thought it was we thought maybe that was him. And then that, after you know they put the pads on, we see that that was actually Michael Wilson, who didn't play a ton of games in 2022 for Stanford. Yeah. Uh, so we didn't not a lot of recent tape on him. And he also is huge. So there's they've got these two huge receivers, and particularly Wilson can move really well for how big they are. I was blown away by him. He 
when we say he's huge, he's not just huge. He has like an NFL body. Like he was cut, you know, 225 pounds, just pure muscle, uh, just insanely good frame. And those footwork drills he was working on, man, you can you saw it today. Like when he was run, out there running routes. And this is a guy based on his 2021 tape. I had him as the 13th best receiver here out of 16. That's not good for those at home. And he totally blew me away today. Now I can't just go throw away that bad tape. That that wouldn't be a you know good process. But man. I'm definitely going to have to take a second look. It does have me wondering if he didn't deal with injuries the way he did this year, would that 2022 tape have been better? Because he, he's clearly been putting in the work with the route running. You don't expect a guy who's 6'3", 225, to, to have feet the way he does. Really, really good feet. It show, it was showing up in his release game today. All of those like tight cornering drills they run on, for those receivers, just to kind of see how smooth they are, how low they can sink their hips. Um, he was acing all of that. So very excited. On the flip side, your other guy, Higgins, um, what did you think of him? So he's the 6'3", 230 guy. Wilson's a little bit smaller, 6'1", 216. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Which makes sense why he yeah. moves so much better yeah. than Higgins. Higgins is a little bit stiffer, which is going to happen when a guy is bigger like that. It's harder to move all that body as fast as some of these other guys. Uh, Higgins looks solid, though. Um, I wouldn't say he over or under impressed necessarily. Um he, you know, he's a big, he's a big wide receiver that can catch the ball and move pretty well after the catch. Yeah, I don't think there's much more to when, say about him. When he's in his element, he shines. But we've ev- pretty much everyone I've talked to down here, including Chris, including some of our other close friends, D Bro from Fantasy Pros. It, the first question they always ask is, should this guy play tight end as like a move tight end, like a Jawan Johnson type? Um, I, I definitely see it because. When he's in his element doing his thing, he looks really, really good. But it is on those, hey, let's get a mismatch with him in the slot and run him on a slant or run him on a shallow cross and just allow him to be big and strong and, he's and gonna run after the catch. Any corner yeah. or safety that tries to, to body him up in any way. Yeah. That said, he did win a couple reps on the outside today on vertical routes. So um, using his size mostly wasn't like a speed game really, but – uh, both guys were impressive. I had Higgins as a neutral. He did trip over himself a few times yep. um, when you try to get him to do those those phone booth exercises. He's not very good. Yeah. Um, but which you wouldn't necessarily expect for a guy that size. Um, before we move on to running backs or, or quarterbacks, even one other quick, a couple quick notes. Jaden Reed from MSU was solid, very impressed very by him today. Player. I really liked the tape coming into the weekend too. So he, he kind of was backing that up against, you know, pretty good QB or uh, quarterback play today. Um, I, it seemed like the coaches really liked him too. They were all, all on him all day. Uh, the other one was, I got to throw a shout out to Trey Tucker, actually, Cincinnati wide receiver. I had him ranked dead last coming into the week, 16 out of 16. And he's one of these smaller slot guys for sure little jitterbug type, but he was shredding everybody today. So Yeah, very not in style of play by any ways, but I remember last year Velas Jones was that guy for it. He was one of our last ranked guys and yeah. just kinda just kinda kept making plays. Yeah. And then and then he ends up getting drafted in what, the third round uh, this past year. So yep. these guys come here and like they really have a shot to improve their draft shot just by just by doing the the, the simple things and just making plays and catching the ball and getting open. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, good for Tucker, and hopefully he continues rising up a little bit. Yep, and he was working the punt game too. Like, that's another guy, like, he, he's he got enough 
reps on tape at Cincinnati and with his reps today, special teams work, he should be drafted at least. Yes. It's going to be a day three guy probably, but yes. um, should be drafted. <coughs> so, all right. What should we do now? Uh, let's let's do tight ends because just because right. a similar pass, pass catchers, catchers, yeah. I love this tight end group, yeah, top so, to bottom. There's really only a couple guys I'm not super thrilled with, but man, the, this tight end group is is very solid. Yeah, it's a great tight end class outside of the Senior Bowl as yeah. a whole for the NFL draft this year. Uh, Michael Mayer is probably good chance of being the first one drafted, and he's not a senior, so he's not here. Uh, Washington is a beast. Yep. Dalton Kincaid. So Dalton Kincaid was supposed to be here yeah. and ended up dropping out. Um, so, and then the other big name guys, Luke Musgrave. So we almost had two of the top three or four tight ends from this class here, and then there's a there's a, a couple guys below them that are also very solid players. Yeah, yeah. Let's just hit it. Musgrave is a giant. Is a giant that can that can move. <laughs> yeah, he's reminiscent of like a a baby Gronk. I'm not comping them necessarily, but like the size. Like what the first time I saw Gronk, I was like, "Holy crap, that guy is massive!" Yeah, that's the vibe you get with Musgrave. And, Six five two fifty five. Yeah, and and can run. It can run. It's not something you see. Yeah, guys that big, you do not expect to move the way Musgrave moves, and he just pops for that reason. He did have some sloppy routes today, but for the most part, he was a nuisance. I mean, it's just hard to check he, a guy that size. Even when he is tightly covered, he's going to give defensive backs and. Linebacker, it doesn't yeah. really matter what position they play. Issues just with trying to get around him to get a hand on the ball. So he's a guy that is some degree open pretty much no matter what his separation is. Yep. Massive catch radius. Um, the other guy, my number two tight end coming into the week was Will Mallory from Miami. And just like he showed on his normal tape, the guy flies. He's fast. Yeah. Um, he's, he's definitely a threat to control – Downfield parts of the you know field in the NFL. He's a, he's a seam buster, is what yeah, I like to call him. Very much a receiving tight end. Yeah, and that's the way my he was used at Miami a good amount. I like to like my comp for him is Mike Gusecki with a set yeah. of stones. <laughs> Not going to be too vulgar with it, but like a guy that's just he's got a little more pop in his pads. He's a little more physical than like Mike is a very finesse kind of player, Mike Gusecki, but he's super athletic. Mallory has that athleticism, but he's also a lot more physical, which could serve him very well at the NFL level. Um, other than that, I mean, Cameron Latu, Alabama tight end. He this is like your quintessential senior bowl tight end. <laughs> These guys come every year. He's gonna play in the league for probably a decade. He's probably a tight end too, though. Yeah, he's he's a good blocker. He you know he can do some things against zone as a receiver, but he's not really a man beater. Not gonna win anything downfield. He's just a functional tight end, and he he's just solid. But he didn't look good in the passing drills today. So I kind of bumped him or knocked him for that, did a stock down. Yeah. But that said, I still think he's a really solid player. Josh Wiley, the Cincinnati tight end. Did you get a good look at him at all? He never really stood out. Right. He, he's a big guy, though. Like, I remember first seeing him when he came out of practice. Like, all right, this, like, this is a big guy. Not necessarily Musgrave size, but big. Um, but, yeah, it didn't just – just was kind of there. Yeah. I knocked him because he had a drop on a wide open hitch. Yeah. But, um, Davis Allen, the Clemson dude, another guy I really like. It's crazy. He was my tight end five coming into the week, but I really like him. That just shows you how deep this class is because there's only seven guys here. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, he he looks like I mean, dude. He might be like the tight end ten or eleven in this draft class, twelve and, even. And is a solid tight end. It is a solid tight end. He's yeah. very athletic guy. He's big. 
he's a chance to be a tight end one at some point in his career. It won't be early on, but just impress. This whole group has been impressive, and, and they they showed out today. Yeah, Bray, uh, Braden Willis, Oklahoma tight end, had made a very nice catch at one point. Um, and yeah, the tight ends all around were either solid, you know, solid or clear tight end two type of guys. Yeah, no, pretty much nobody that is flat out bad in any way. It was funny because when we were at uh, we were out last night with uh, with some friends, and one of our friends said something I thought was really funny. He was like. I don't really like this tight end group, man. I think these are all guys that are going to play like a decade in the NFL. They're probably going to be mostly tight end twos. I'm like, listen, if if seven guys go to the Senior Bowl in a year and all of them play ten years in the NFL, that's a really good tight end group. Yeah, it's not easy to play ten years yeah, in the NFL. No, so, but it, it's, that's just kind of funny. Last year, I mean, we had McBride, who was the clear best tight end of the it. entire class. Uh, Dolchitz, Oh, uh, Bellinger. Oh, and Bellinger was yeah. solid as well. But they, um, they were the big three, and it was a pretty clear drop-off. Yeah. That. And Bell, Bellinger really made a name for himself here, though. Yeah. This was kind of where he really got noticed. He actually won uh, American Team Player of the Week, which, you know, that's a pretty good accolade yep. for a tight end to win. Um, Christian Watson won it on the other side. But, man, he, he showed out, got himself drafted. So I think some of these guys like, you know, Will Mallory or Davis Allen that aren't getting touted right now, they're still going to have a decent draft capital investment – so for Dynasty, these are guys I'm watching, especially if you play in tight end premium leagues, man. Like, you're not going to get a shot at some of the earlier guys if you're not picking in the top five, like Mar. Yeah. So these are the guys I'm looking for. You know, yep. can I get these guys in the late second, third round pick? Uh, like, I got Bellinger in most of my leagues this year in the fourth round. Like, if I, I'll do the same thing with Davis Allen this year, Will Mallory, I'll, I'll collect those guys. So yep. exactly. Um, quarterback. Since we did the pass catchers, let's do the quarterbacks. Not a whole lot to say, Chris. Rough, rough day for quarterbacks. And not entirely surprising given, one, the there's no really, like, big-name guys here, and, two, it's not uncommon for the first senior bowl practice to be kind of shaky. You know, your guys, no, none of these guys have played together. They're not used to taking snaps from guys. They're not used to handing off to guys. They're not used to throwing to these receivers. Um, so so not entirely surprising, Um there could be a guy or two that really turns it around tomorrow. Yeah. But, yeah, very shaky play. Just missed throws, throws into tight windows that shouldn't have been probably thrown. Um, <laughs> yeah. Jaron was, Hall. Yeah, Jaron Hall did not look – which was a guy that I was not high on in here. I th- You had some hope for him coming in here, and he did not do much of anything today. Uh, I think he has some, some arm talent. He just doesn't really know how to unleash it. Yep, yep. I could definitely see that. So, yeah, today specifically, like he early in the first team period, which is 11 on 11, he tried to hit a hole shot against cover two on a seven route and just there was no window. Yeah. Like there was no threat on the the shallow boundary. So the the cover two corner was just sinking. And then the safety was already there when he threw it. It was like either one of those defenders would have caught that. It was interception. And then. The part that was con- most concerning for me and where I really knocked him is he did the same exact thing at the end of practice in team <laughs> drills yep. against cover two, tried to throw a seven route and almost got picked off, you know, bounced off the hands of the defender. So hopefully he cleans that up because I do think he has some talent. He's just got to got to get clean. Um, and he got, he had a ton of reps. So him and Jake Hayner from Fresno state are the <clears throat> both on the national team and Malik Cunningham, we should note was sick today. Did not practice. Yeah. 
Um, so they got all basically all the reps for the national team. So they had yep. plenty of opportunities to show that they could do some stuff. Both both struggled a bit. Um, we definitely should talk about Max Duggan because uh, he's probably the most notable guy to to the average person. Yeah, who played in the national championship. Game. Heisman finalist. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. He he's got some particularly footwork problems. He's got some deep accuracy problems. Just didn't didn't literally look like the guy that we saw lead TCU to a on a championship run. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense to me, right? Like he, <coughs> his play style is like he's a gamer. Like he's this tough, gritty dude, not super yeah. talented at all in yeah, any this is not real regard. For him. So this is not the environment for a guy like a show off. Kind of reminds me of like Jeff Garcia. Do you remember Jeff Garcia? Yes, yes. it's like not he great at one point. Oh yeah. Not a super talented guy in his right, but he was just a tough dude, you know, could grind out yards on the ground if he had to, and, you know, was relatively smart, so made, you know, made some good, good reads, stuff like that. But Dugan just kind of looked lost today. Came in a little small, too. We were expecting him to kind of almost be, you know, Josh Allen build, and he's, and he only came in like 200 pounds, something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, interesting. So we'll, we'll see. Hopefully, QBs get things, get some more reps in and look better tomorrow. Yeah. Um, other than that, there wasn't really anything noteworthy on the QB front. Yeah. Um, running backs. We'll, we'll wrap it up with running backs. I think this is probably the group that's probably the most impressive, especially for a fantasy standpoint. Guys that I think can come in and contribute. Sure. There's a lot of them. Yes. Um, starting with Roshan Johnson. He was my one coming into the week. He just looks like a dude. He is He is. Like, if you said, build me a running back, he yeah. pretty much looks like what you want him to look like. Yes. Big. With six, foot, two, six foot, 225 pounds. Yeah. So super, I mean, just thick as heck, no fat on his body. This is kind of like B-Rob last year. Like when B-Rob, B-Rob walked through the halls and he commanded attention. Yeah. You see him standing like, in the huddles with all the other running yeah. backs. And, you you know, you see Evan Hall and Chase Brown and you're like, oh, they look they look good size. And then Roshan yeah. comes up, walks next to him. And you're like, oh. Hall and Brown both measured at like 215. Yeah. And Roshan looks like a giant yeah. compared like, to them. Oh, they don't look as big now. Pretty wild. Um, and he just – for a guy that size, he's got a tremendous burst. Uh, he, it, dude, he looked good in the passing drills today. I was very surprised. Yeah, I mean, um, he, he just – He just, broke off some angle routes, snapped off a linebacker like perfectly. Yeah. Knew what he was doing. Um, he didn't get it. He just – he you know, you play behind Bijan Robinson in college. You're just not yep. going to get the opportunities elsewhere. So this this is huge for him. This is – It is. I mean – this this is basically his, uh, his you know almost as port, as important as the work he's done in college so far. I can see the narratives now, Chris. Like low touch volume in college, there everyone's going to somehow spin this into a good thing. Yes, it's like Doesn't oh, right on the tire. Right. This is like an Alvin Kamara situation. Yeah. He's never been used, yes. so it's fresh. We can give him the ball three hundred and fifty times a year, <laughs> a year, and he won't die. Apologies for the cough. I'm still getting over a little cold. Um, Chase Brown, what did you think of him? <coughs> uh, he looked he looked good. He look. I was a little worried. He came in a good size, bigger. His his his. Uh, our good friend Ray GQ said <laughs> his hamstrings are huge. Yes, and they one hundred percent are huge. He's got big thighs, and it's like it's literally his hamstrings in particular are just yeah. huge. They look like they're talking to you when yes. he walks. Like yeah. the muscles are so defined, it's like a mouth moving. Yeah. So my my knock with him coming into the week was he. Uh, I, I wanted. I was worried about him getting through tight holes in the NFL and, and being able to, you know, get through some early contact and take off. Like he, cause he's got the deep speed. He can, he can go. And when he gets an open space, he's gone. 
the the issue is just him getting through holes. Um, and you're not going to really find that out here. It's yeah. not how the these practices run. So look, so in terms of measurements, you know, had a good day yeah. because of that. Uh, not going to see much, though, in terms of how he can play in a real environment. Yeah, in but, a setting like this, running backs are hard to evaluate yeah, in general. Exactly. But Brown, like, he is your perfect Mike or Kyle Shanahan running back. Sure. Straight line speed, one cut ability. He just wants to get up and go. Um, I'd love to see him in, in an outside zone heavy offense, whether that's with you know the Dolphins or the 49ers or the Jets or whoever, even even the Rams. <coughs> so um, I'd, I'd be a huge fan of that. Um, the rest of the guys, like like we said, this is it's a hard like hard practice setting to evaluate running backs. There's no real contact. Um, even the one on one drills and passing, like it's. They're set, up, they, they're set up yeah. to win against linebackers pretty good. If you can't beat the linebacker in, in the way they're you know setting it up, then you're you're pretty pretty terrible in that regard. I think all of them had multiple wins. Right. Yeah. So worth noting too, Kenny McIntosh went down with what looked like a cramp of some sort. Hopefully he's back tomorrow. But I mean, if you're him, you have to worry like, what am I really risking this right now? So, right. Um, but he he missed probably most of what like sixty percent of the practice. Yeah, it was yeah. early on. And he did not return today. So Eric Gray, though, looked like he had some, you know, burst to him. Yeah, he uh He came in light though, two ten. I was expecting two Which I think might be good for him. He, yeah. he 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 needs that little bit extra burst. He doesn't he, he yeah. you know, he was not the flashiest guy in college at all. He was just kind of he can just kind of do it all. He's he's a perfect example of a guy like Brian Robinson last year that, you know, just kind of does all the right things, yeah. but maybe not in the biggest, flashiest way. And end up, ends up getting decent draft capital because of it, because that guy can have a role on an NFL team. Yeah, and he's probably just ready to play. Right, exactly. You know, like he'll be good in pass pro. He can catch a little bit. He's pretty athletic. So right. Yep. Um, and then the rest of the guys, it's just it's just meh. You know, um, I'm not the biggest Chris Rodriguez Jr. fan, but like he has a purpose in the NFL clearly. Yeah, he's a and that's To be big and strong and you know score touchdowns and. Yep. Short yarded situation. Yeah. He kind of reminds me of Benny Snell, which it's I know it's same helmet scouting, you know Kentucky connection there. But like Snell was that big thumper coming out, and Rodriguez, ironically playing at Kentucky, looks similar to him in a lot of ways. He might be more a little bit more gifted than Snell though. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. I still like Evan Hall and Tajay Spears. Evan Hall, uh, very compact built guy. Looks looks a good size, except like we said, except when Roshan came up next to him, then he looks a little tinier. But yeah, good size was running hard, solid, very good hands. He's got great hands. Yeah, um, good so, body too. Yeah, so like th- th- these are great practices for him to showcase what he can do. Yeah, Spears came in a little bit light. Uh, yeah, two hundred four. I, I, I stock downed him because of that. But. Yeah, I'm still holding out hope that that isn't a huge deal because he is fast. Yep. Like he similar to Chase Brown, you get him in open space and he's gone. Um, I think he's actually got a little bit more elusiveness to him than than Chase Brown, but yeah, um, Chase Brown also did look good. We'll see though. Yep. All right, I think that's it. That's that's the main fantasy skill player positions. So we're not going to get into the weeds too much with the D line, O line, linebacker, secondary type stuff. But maybe a different podcast we will. But that day is not today. So we're going to wrap it there, but we will be back tomorrow with day two recap and then probably again on Thursday for at least half of the day. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure that out. We, yeah. Yeah, we fly out of here on Thursday, so we're just working around with the flights and everything yep. and what we have time to do. 
Yep, or maybe we could even do Friday. Yeah. You know, once, for sure. once we're back in the, in yeah. the fold there. So, but anyways, thank you so much for listening. We will be back tomorrow. Um, I will also be updating the, the Senior Bowl Primer article with my takes from today. Um, so be looking out for that on the website. It is not behind the paywall. So even if you're not a subscriber, you can still get access to that. Um, that's at fantasypoints.com. Again, thanks for listening. I am Brett Whitefield. This is Chris Wecht, and we are out. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at fantasypoints.com. Thank you.